You're listening to the 414 Creative Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Curtis. And on the show, we do a deep dive with entrepreneurs on all things business, faith, and how to build a lasting legacy. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Guys, welcome to the 414 Creative Legacy Podcast. I am so excited to have a good friend and past coach on today's episode. Her name is Carrie Kepler. She's an amazing woman. She is a mother and uh, a wife and a business owner. She is the co-owner of CrossFit Central out of Austin, Texas. Uh, She co-owns it with her brother, Jeremy, and she is like a fitness like anomaly uh, in my eyes. So I want to introduce you guys to her and I really hope that you take away some really key uh, life lessons and um, some really strategic mindsets to to just enhance, enhance your life. And so I'm really excited to have her on board. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I hope I live up to this mindset, take that in. I hope I can give some nuggets out there. <laughs> you know, um, we're going to dive into this, but I want to bring this up really soon. Um, a few years back, you may not remember this, but a few years back, Um, I was going into my very first CrossFit competition and I thought to myself, I know one of the greatest CrossFitters in the world and she was my coach and I'm going to ask her because she's got the secret. I'm going to ask her what I need to do to be ready for this competition. It was a little local competition. It wasn't nothing big. I text you and and I asked you like, you know, what, what, what do you have for me? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I don't know if you remember this, but you text me back, don't stop moving. And I just laughed. I was like, that is all she has for me is don't stop moving. (laughs) I will tell you during that competition, all I heard in my head was don't stop moving. Um, so yes, you're gonna, you're gonna provide so much value. (laughs) I don't, do you remember this? Did it work? Yes, it, it work? did. It worked. <laughs> you know it what worked. I say? Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yes. Yes. Take a second and let our listeners know, like, who are you? And how did you get started in this whole fitness industry? Um, when did it start? And just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. Um, I started playing basketball. That's where it all started. And even before that, you know, I, um, I think behind the scene of all of it, I was taught to work hard. And so I would say actually my fitness started on the farm. My dad's a farmer, produce yeah. farmer. There's uh, five kids. Um, I've, I've got two brothers and two other sisters and, um, we were get up early. You don't sleep in on Saturday and you go to work. Even I remember my first job in the summer when I was 12, I would go out and be in the office of my dad's farm and call, make, uh, answer the phone and write invoices. So although no, that's not physical fitness. However, at getting up, not sleeping in, it starts the discipline of hard work. Yeah. So with that being said, my basketball was my sport and uh, my dad loved girls basketball. Um, and he just pushed my sister and I, Amy and my sister, Kelly, actually all three of us girls into basketball and really to play and take it serious. 
and to practice and to work hard. And so that's, that's truly what I learned through all of the farming and the basketball was show up, work hard. And with that, um, my dad took us to the Nautilus. Remember the Nautilus? No, it was I a don't. gym. Oh, it's a gym. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's a gym in, in Lubbock that they had racquetball courts. They had a swimming pool. You know, you can go up and play tennis. And my dad would take us into the weightlifting room. And I learned how to do my first set of, you know, skull crushers. So for any of you people out there that don't know what a skull crusher is, shame on you. you know? <laughs> uh, you know, we were lifting weights. My dad liked to lift weights. He was a football player and um, he took us to the gym with him and, and we got in there and we started lifting weights. I'd call it functional bodybuilding is what we yeah. were up to. Uh, you know, the stair stepper, I even enjoyed getting on that sucker. Um, but fast, fast forward, I played uh, high school basketball and I moved on to play at the collegiate level um, in Texas at San Angelo and Angelo state. And so played basketball there for four years. And it was there that I found my love of fitness. And I'll tell you why. So in college, when I, after, during my freshman year, I found out I was pretty slow and I did not like that. <laughs> I, I, so I left that summer and I moved back home and I vowed to myself that I would come back faster and stronger than when I left. So yeah. what I did that summer was I taught myself how to run, sprint, and I showed back up my sophomore year, the most fit athlete on the team. Yeah. And that during my freshman year of college, I had, had gone, I went ahead and registered as a business uh, major. And what I discovered after my, my first semester was that business was boring to me in class and that my dad yeah. was a successful business owner. He didn't go to business school. However, he studied horticulture and, and then he read business books and became a very successful businessman. And I thought, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to study fitness, physiology, kinesiology, anatomy, and I'm going to start my own business in fitness. And that's how I'll do this. So that was that freshman year. I switched over to kinesiology as my major. Then I went home for the summer and I declared my speed, my, my athleticism. And I came back to college my sophomore year and I was the fastest, most fit person starting back into the season. And um, that was pleasing. And it was throughout the years of playing basketball in college that I desired to know more about what my coaches were doing to make us better specifically basketball players yeah and i even challenged them like why why aren't we doing more of this this would make us jump higher this would make us be faster so with that i, I was very intrigued and i started to look at fitness as a wellness plan so here i am an athlete but yet at the same time i started to look at how can i help others in what they desire uh, whether it was weight loss or strength or healthy, strong and fit or the fastest athlete, whatever it was. And so um, fast forward senior year, I decided that I want to be a personal trainer. Mm. I um, had been visualizing this. I actually, I'll get into it more in a bit, but started doing vision boards. And actually it wasn't a vision board. It was a, a my apartment 
uh, closet door became my vision board. So wow. I actually glued, <laughs> <laughs> I actually cut out and glued onto probably not, don't recommend this, yeah. um, onto the door of the, the closet, just everything I wanted, whether it was athletic bodies, you know, fitness training. I, I did enjoy fashion, although I really declared that I really didn't know what I was doing in that area. Probably still <laughs> don't, uh, but I knew what I liked. And I just put all that up. And then there was a magazine. It was the Shape magazine. In each Shape magazine, which I uh, received monthly, there was a portion in there that showed the exact muscles that worked doing the two to three different exercises yeah. that would be um, the moving uh, muscles for that. Mm -hmm. So I cut out and made a whole binder um, of all these movements and these muscles and I studied it. And so I knew I'm graduating, I'm going to Austin, Texas. I knew that's where I was headed um, and I would be a personal trainer. So, and um, when I graduated, I did just that. I went and interviewed in 98, interviewed at a couple of locations in Austin, Texas. And I found myself at a private gym, um, smaller, uh, in Austin and I became a personal trainer and my, um, the head coach over me, if you will, she was very, um, uh, inspiring and encouraging about taking on new things. And so I knew if I wanted to be better in this industry and be the best that it was whatever it was. And especially if it made me uncomfortable, it was a yes. Mm. So I was invited to teach, Anybody remember this one? Johnny G spin. So <laughs> Johnny G, wow. right? Was it was the spin instructor. He made his own certification course. And I and she said, Do you want to teach spin? And I was like, Yes. Do you mm. want to teach kickboxing? Yes. Do you want to do a boot camp? Yes. And at the same time, I was like, now, what the heck am I going to do with this? How, how am I going to, am I even, she did ask me if I wanted to teach step aerobics and it was a no, because I like to freelance. I like to do yeah. my own thing. I like to dance. And I knew if the music got too good, everybody else in class would be like, what is she doing? We can't follow her. And I would just, you know, turn it into yeah. with a dance party. <laughs> so... <laughs> I did say that was actually one thing I, I did not do step aerobics, but I did jump around in class and pretend like I knew what I was doing a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so in the midst of that, I became a personal trainer and that's really where it all launched. And coming out of basketball, I knew I was an athlete, obviously, and I knew that I wanted to do something, but I also knew that go, meeting up at a basketball court or around the corner or getting to a basketball league wasn't really what I was I didn't, I really wasn't going to do that. I kind of moved on from basketball and I was yeah. like, what is next? So actually my brother, Jeremy, who's my partner, he says, um, he's over at Texas state, Southwest Texas at the time. And he says, Carrie, I've done a triathlon. There's a triathlon team. Would you like to come do your first triathlon over here at San Marcos? And I said, uh, yes, <laughs> I would. I borrowed my buddy's mountain bike and found a swimsuit <laughs> and showed up on a Saturday and jumped in the pool, started with the swim. You zigzag down, you know, these hundred meters. I think yeah. we did a 500 meters. It wasn't far. So 500 meters. I did not know how to swim. I mean, could I swim? Yes. We even swam in college during basketball for some training, but at the same time, I was not a good swimmer. And, um, another story on that side note, when I was, <laughs> 
seven years old, my mom took us all to go to swim lessons and I had so much fun in swim lessons. I was jumping around, always talking, always joking. And when it came to test day, you had to jump in the deep end and swim to the shallow. And I was like, if I jump in that deep end, I will drown. Mm. So mind you, I'm like, did I learn anything in swim lessons? So <laughs> I cried during the t- swim test, held on to my mom's leg and remember just being like, mom, no, I will die. I will drown. Was like, I'm right here. You're going to swim next to the edge. You'll be fine. And I didn't do it. And mm. I couldn't believe my mom didn't make me do it. Like no one, probably I cried so hard. They thought for sure she'll drown. <laughs> mm. I literally didn't do it. And I never will forget that. I mean, here I am talking about it. And I finally, my girlfriend, this is several years later, middle school. Uh, my girlfriend took me over to the Nautilus, the racquetball club. And then she said, let's swim. And I was like, I don't know how to swim. She said, let me show you. you just jump in and dog pedal over to the side and grab it. Then you jump a little further and dog pedal a little further. So she taught, then finally I got into a little swim lesson and I finally could swim across the pool. Okay. Fast forward to triathlon said, yes. I was like, well, I'm going to, I can swim. I can do my best. So I swam, rode my mountain bike. You know, if you're familiar with San Marcos, there's hills everywhere and got on the, finished the swim, jumped on the bike, rode my mountain bike all up, down and around, ran at the end, finished the thing. I don't even know how long it took. And I was like, no, I I think I could do this. Mm. I think this is my sport being mindful that I needed to get a bike, you know, I need, but I was just like, okay, so that is when my triathlon career actually started. So now I'm in Austin. Now I'm a personal trainer starting my career in that. And now I'm finding myself, you know, as an adult. And I think as an athlete, we say, what is kind of that next challenging thing? And so for me, it was triathlon. So as I'm, you know, taking on this new thing, I really taught myself how to run now for endurance, you know, basketball running is much different. We did suicides till we puked, you know, yeah. now we jump into triathlons and I've got to run a 5k. I went to the Olympic distance. I went all the way to Ironman. So I became a runner and discovered that I'm quite the endurance athlete. So with that being said, I continued on my Olympic distance and all the triathlon journey. So my my sport, I guess, or my athletic bit, uh, person, right inside yeah. me, just I, I've kept that flame. And I, I don't know if any anybody out there, you know, if, if that is you, like you're an athlete and you stopped being an athlete because of I don't, whatever it is, your career, you know, you didn't know what was next. No one challenged you. You were, you know, scared to swim. Um, but yet, there's something. I think there's still a flame in there that we mm. need to tick on. And I, I think that's where CrossFit also, I found CrossFit, my love for CrossFit. Um, and I still love CrossFit, which is crazy because so many of us take on programs and then we quit them or we stop, or, you know, yeah. if you go into the gold gym, you get bored and you aren't excited about your program. You don't know what to do. You, there's not a community of people around you. And I think that's where CrossFit really has such an impact on people and influence and in communities as yeah. a whole. So with all that being said, you know, triathlon became my sport. And then it was having a couple of babies. Yeah. Did an Ironman. And when I wow. was pregnant, when I was pregnant is when was I was introduced to CrossFit post, let's see, post training for first baby. I had my first baby, then did an Ironman and was introduced to CrossFit. Then I got pregnant with Stone, 
And then I was like, I still haven't done CrossFit for real. And what does CrossFit for real mean to me at that moment? Well, it was what Coach Glassman said. It was three days on, one day off, follow, follow the zone diet. And it follow.com. That's where you got your workouts.com. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, and, and so I was, cause I was always scaling when you're pregnant and I was training for triathlon. So I actually did CrossFit as my triathlon strength training component, but I still had to run, bike and swim. And at that time I was doing the long endurance stuff. I think my mindset since has changed. Um, but with that, I, then I got pregnant with stone right after I had did the Ironman. And so I was like, oh, I can't CrossFit, not <laughs> prescribed. And again, I crossfitted through my pregnancy and then had stone. And then I was three months after stone. I declared I'm going to crossfit for real. I said, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks. I'm going to follow the zone diet. I'm going to do three on one off. And we'll see where it goes. And what year was this? That was 2008. Okay. That was the summer of 2008. Made the declaration. Boom. Then I went and watched my husband and my brother and a handful of other athletes and coaches that were with us go to the CrossFit Games in Aromas that year in 2008. And I took Stone and one of those baby Bjorns. Yeah. Yelling. Ah. <laughs> so that's the year that Jeremy took third. Yeah. So he dumped on that podium. And that's when I came home and I was like, I'm doing CrossFit. And so I did it 10 pounds, 10 weeks, followed three to three on one off, followed the zone diet, lost the 10 pounds. I kept going, kept training, kept training. Well, in 2009 is when they first came up with regional. Okay. And so yeah. I went to GSX up in Fort Worth area. And we did our first one and took a team of people, same people that went to the CrossFit Games the year before, our coaches, and everybody went, you know, everybody got to play. And so I went and I got first place and I was like, let's do wow. this. That was 2009. And that's when I went to the CrossFit games and I took third. <laughs> so then that was history. Wow, man. So I don't know. I don't remember what your question was, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, how do you, how did you find fitness? And we started out um, yeah, on I, the farm. That, was, that's my, that is on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> on the farm. Wow. So much, so much to unpack there. Has there ever been a moment in your life where you just didn't know what you were supposed to do next? Because hearing that, it seemed like you always knew what was next. Well, I mean, yes, there were absolutely. So coming out of college and getting into my personal training career, I kind of did not know what was next. But my solution was say yes. Say yeah. yes. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose to put yourself in a, a situation, right, to learn, to become more? to better yourself, right. To become a stronger person, even yeah. if you fail, you know, or you don't think it looks like success, you still are growing. And so that was, that was my answer. And, you know, in that I found triathlon saying yes to that. And in that I discovered my love for running, which, you know, I had trained myself to love maybe some sprinting for basketball specific, but now it was like, okay, I kind of like this run. You ever had it? The runner's high. You know, I kind of didn't know what that was for a minute, but I can truly speak to it. Yeah. And you know, so I think in, in that moment, there's another time in 2013 where I'd gone to the CrossFit Games in 2009. I'd gone back in 2010. Uh, 2011 was amazing. We can I'll jump back to that maybe here in a minute. 
And then 2012, I went on the team to the game. So I was doing the CrossFit Games all right there. And then 2013, I mean, seriously, a little of me doesn't, I need to find a journal. But I decided I wasn't going to do the CrossFit regional or game. I was going to run an ultra. Mm. What? <laughs> just, just stop. Just throw it, throw, just thing. throw a wrench in there. Just. Yeah, yeah. And here's where it came from. Chris ran Leadville, which is a hundred mile race up in Colorado in Leadville. And he did that. And I'll be honest, he showed me this video of this guy that ran it. And he said, Yeah, that's about how I, you know, how fast I was going or whatever. And I, I looked, I was like, Yeah. And he crossfitted, he did like three murphs in a row, you know, to train for Leadville kind of not the same endurance training I kind of did for Ironman, if you will. He used more of the CrossFit style methodology yeah. and um, for endurance training. And so I was like, if you can do that, then I know I, I, I definitely could do it and I could go faster. So I think that that intrigued me to kind of challenge myself with a 50 miler. And I had a, a girlfriend, Valerie Hunt. Um, she had a group of girls. They were going to go out and run in California, a 50 miler. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. So I took that on. And so I stopped doing, well, I didn't stop CrossFit, but I did stop that for the CrossFit game style. And I took on the 50 miler. And um, then after I did that, I was like, all right, go back to CrossFit, you know, but you know, it, I, so I guess right there, I didn't, it wasn't that I did not know what I was going to do, but I switched, I changed it. Right. And so coming mm -hmm. back into CrossFit, just in the environment that I was training in at CrossFit central, we had a lot of athletes. We had a lot of people going to the games. It was, a part of our history. It's what we were up to. So I just jumped right back into that. And that year in 2014 went to regional. Now I'm aging. <laughs> now CrossFit athletes are getting younger and I'm getting older. By the way, yeah. I started CrossFit when I was 32. You know, I was, I, I was young. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not young like they are nowadays. I mean, what? I mean, 20, the fittest like woman 20. in the open was 18. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So with that being said, now I'm aging. Now I'm competing against younger. And I ended up injuring myself in 2014. I pretty much snapped my elbow with the overhead squat in the last workout of the last, mm. you know, wad of the last day. So fatigue and all the other things setting in. Well, that, you know, that put me out. I had to heal up from that. And I did. And when open came back, back around that next year, which would have been 2015, believe it or not, I, my elbow was well enough to be able to jump back into the open, but to the capacity of like, let me just test it out. And lo and behold, you know, I qualified to go on to the next stage. Hmm. And it was at that moment that I was entering into almost what we call the masters, you know, then it was 40 and I missed it. Actually, I think I was, I was, I was going to be a masters that year and I missed it by some spots like five it was almost wow. to me it was ridiculous i was like what you know at the same time i wasn't really trying or was it it wasn't the plan so here note to everyone have a plan <laughs> plan on going let me tell you if you that's goals goal setting 101 yeah in mindset right there if you don't know where you're headed you might not you shoot you're gonna miss you know just ah, yeah. shoot some things you know you're gonna miss so with that being said that next year i was like I declared again, declare it. I'm going to the CrossFit Games. I'll never forget. We sat around a circle with all the athletes at CrossFit Central. We had some new ones coming in that hadn't been training with us. We walk, introduce yourself, say who you are, what your history's been, and what you're where you're going. And I did. Jerry Kepler, everything I've done. I am going to the 2016 CrossFit Games. Like real is real. Trained, trained, trained. 
went to the 2016 CrossFit Games, Masters athlete, finished that year seventh place. And then when I finished, I said, I'm going to retire. So I think in that moment, though, being an athlete for that long and saying you're going to retire, it, it, there, is, there is some confusion there in your mind. What do I do? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, and then I'm, you think you're going to dive into all these other areas, but you're so accustomed to going into that, the gym and training hard and showing up and doing the thing that you're kind of lost for a minute. So with that, you know, and I kept, but I kept saying, it, no, I'm retired. No, I'm retired. <laughs> so did you, do you, you declared it, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I declared retirement, you know, and, and really honestly, right now I'm declaring retirement. However, I just did the open. <laughs> Do you know what you finished yet? I finished in the open 68 North region and like 113 in the world in my age group, which I'm a master's athlete, 45 yeah. to 49. And I'm like, so I looked up today, today, I actually looked at when the qualifiers are, which I, I mean, I took the time to get on the computer to yeah. go and look when are the qualifiers? And I see it on there and it is April 21st through 24th. And I'm like, huh, what do I have going on that weekend? And so I'm like, I'm lit in a, but I'm going to do the workouts and I'm like, okay, just to see where I'm at. But let me say, here's the thing. If I want to go, then today I need to declare, and I'm not, not saying I'm doing this, <laughs> but that, that I am going to do the qualifier with the intention of qualifying to go okay. on to the next stage. Because if you don't do that, if you don't do that, you're, there's, you're just, poof, you're shooting maybe kind of, well, let me tell you what happens. And this is a switch of subject without you telling me we're switching subjects, but <laughs> that's where the champion mindset comes in. What, what do you want to do? There's a switch that you get to switch on and off. And we all have it, but none of us know how to use it. It's like the light switch, turn the lights off. Guess what? It goes dark. It's, it blacks out your room at night. Turn it on. You wake up, the light is on. It is literally black and white on and off. Make the decision. You know, the fence, if you're from West Texas, we used to have these fence and they go up and they come to a point. And when you're, you haven't chosen, you haven't chosen one side over the other. I'm going to choose this side or this. You are sitting on the pointed fence. Can you imagine how comfortable mm. is that? Not, not comfortable, comfortable at all. And you're, you're always uneasy. You're always kind of, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> my dogs. <laughs> That's how uneasy you are. And yeah. it's like, get off the fence. Let's go. Make a decision. Choose. What do you want to do? And when you make that choice, you now are empowered in that moment. Flip the switch. I'll tell you this story. In 2009, I went to the CrossFit Games. I got third. You know what? Thank goodness I was an endurance, endurance athlete doing the Ironman coming off of that. And I'll tell you why I won. One, I had a lot of fun. So I had no yeah. stress. Number two, I had so much endurance. Dave Castro wanted to kill everybody in two days and a night. And, you know, that was, uh, of course, challenging us. But yes, kill us. <laughs> like, can yeah. your body withstand? And I'm like, the, I, my body withstood. So many of the athletes didn't have that long endurance. You know, so they couldn't withstand that over and over. Yeah. So I think they were just, they were getting punched out. And I think in the end, that's really what that allowed me 
Of course, I had to do all the stuff, of course, but really, truly, I was able to continue to push and push and push. And my mind was in that space as well, right? So with that being said, 2009, I go to the games. 2010, that's when they actually, if you were top athlete, top five, they actually invited you back. So you did not have to qualify. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, so I went back, right? Good. Boom. 2011, they changed it. You had to well, first I didn't, I wasn't top five. Second, they, you had to go through regional. And so I was like, I was like, oh my God, what if it was a fluke? What if I just went and I really actually, what, I'm not that good of an athlete. That's literally what I'm thinking. In yeah. my head. And uh, I wonder if somebody in my house could help me out with Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke's adorable. She just wants to be part on the episode as well. <laughs> totally. So uh, you know, and so my John Del Perel, I said he was he was someone that was helping coach myself and some of the other uh, athletes. And I, I, went, I called a meeting with him and I said to him, we sat down in the gym. I remember it so clearly. And I said, do you think I'm just going to be I want you to be 100 percent frank and honest with me. Do you think I have what it takes to qualify at regional and go back to the CrossFit Games? And he was like. What? I was like, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> Carrie, yes. And I was like, okay, like if we start training, we can, we can go and be top three at the regional and go to the cross. It, he, it was a clear yes from him. In wow. that moment, in that moment, I said, done. We're going to the CrossFit games. Training started that day. We started working out. 2011, Tomball, Texas. We take all our athletes. We sweep the podium. Carrie Kepler, Lindsey Smith, and Lisa Till. We wow. all went back to the CrossFit Games and swept the podium that year. And that's when it was 100, and people were grabbing onto the bars. It was all outside in fields, dirt yeah. everywhere, finger skin singeing to the bars they, they, they the judges were concerned i remember the girls coming off the floor we were about to walk on and we were walking past them and some of the girls coming off the floor were crying their mm. hands were blistered and i looked at lisa and i go don't look at him walk straight ahead mm. <laughs> just like we're going in and those wimps are going out let's go sounds like a movie <laughs> it, was, it was good and so but that's mindset that's flipping the switch that's turning it on knowing the difference in the moment this is what i'm doing let's go and stay head down super focused you know and i i i can do that in fitness now i'm gonna be honest there's other areas of my life i would say that i i, I fall short at mm. least in my standard um with the discipline, but it's, it's, we're, you know, we all have our gifts and talents yeah. (laughs) and what we're strong, our strong suits are. And I guess mine is like working out. Like for me to even say that I'm like, it's kind of embarrassing. Like uh, my strength is working out. Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I'm good at is. Yeah. It's like, but there's, you know, I'm, I'm pushing past pain thresholds. I'm I'm like, maybe I'm trying to justify it here. Like, is that a good thing to be good at? I think so. What it what do you think is the thing that you have that allows you to like dive into a little bit about what you go through? You've made a decision. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start training. 
do you ever have like those moments in a workout where you're just like, I want to give up. This is too hard. I'm, I'm too tired. I'm not going to make it. Do you have those moments in your training, like training from decision to actual, you know, going to the games? And if you do, what do you tell yourself? How do you stay committed to the, to, to the decision that you had made? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple of things went through my head as you're asking the question. I, when I, you know, retired and even looking back to two, two years ago, um, I would go to the gym and I'd go through, I'd do the workouts and I, there was a level of me that, that was, I would, um, not all of them, but oftentimes go to class and I'm just working out, just working out, not trying to win, you know, um, and that's just this, this space that I, I was in. But at the same time, I was wondering, like, am I just that slow now? Am I, do I not mm. have the desire to push? And, um, you know, I, I, I know I don't think that that is the case because even looking at, you know, recently wanting to even take on the open and, and, and do good. Honestly, five weeks ago, you know, coming off my mother's death, yeah. I, I, I'd taken a, I'd taken a break. I'd taken a, I, of course I was still exercising and showing up to things, but I, I actually wasn't attending, you know, CrossFit Central's classes, which is what I've been doing the last few years is just going to class. And yeah. I love that because I'm being a part of the community. It allows me to get, have a coach, tell me what to do. I don't have to think of my workout and I get to be in class. Just like why people love CrossFit is the community, the support, yeah. you know, the, the banter, you know, um, and so going to class, I declared five weeks ago that I was going to go to class and start crossfitting again, minimum of four days a week. And I did it. I showed up, showed up to class, started crossfitting four days a week. And, um, I, I knew the open that was two weeks before the first open. I thought, well, I'll at least be a little bit ready for open. And I, I got into class and I started pushing. I started literally pushing the bar and mm. I was looking, I'm, I'm like looking at the, um, I'm looking at the scoreboard, even who's, who's ahead or mm. who's in my class, who what's, Hey coach, who's got the fastest time for the day, you know, those kinds of things. And I just kind of decided for myself that it was time to level up and get back in the game, if you will. And not that I was out of the game, meaning, you know, but yeah. again, I was, I had taken the time to, if you will, mourn my mother's loss mm-hmm. in the way that just allowed me to move through it and to show up, but to also be present to how I was feeling about it. Yeah. And when I declared that I was going to start CrossFitting, it wasn't that I, I've stopped mourning or anything, but it was like, Carrie, it's time. I felt ready to turn it up. I I knew that um, that's what I needed to do. I wanted to do it. And in even so far as to clean up my diet a little bit, get Mm. more specific about how I was eating, when I was eating um, and and paying attention to that as well. And with that, you know, even my, so my body started to shift and change. 
I started to come back into the body that I love, the fit body, that strong body. Mm. I started to want to move and lift more weight. So, so, you know, kind of going back to your question, what do I say to myself? It goes back to listening and giving myself grace, but also knowing that there's more, I, I have more to give. And I think we each, each one of us have, has that, but question, are we listening? Are you giving yourself an out all the time? Or are you showing up because you said you were and holding yourself responsible? And you know, I think that that's where self-respect, yeah. uh, we, we overlook. And sometimes we wonder, why am I not happy? Why am I not happy with my body? Why am I not happy? And you're like, oh, I'm not eating right. But we let ourselves out too often. Mm. You know, we let ourselves get out of the early morning workout when we know that's really the only place we have time to do it. And, yeah. um, you know, maybe some days there are times you need to uh, rest, but you know what? Most of the time we need to get up and get going. We need to show up and you're showing up for yourself. So with that being said, we, I always ask my coaches, what's your mantra for the year? It's usually a word, a sentence, something that yeah. inspires you that you remember that and you know i i start asking in december we start talking about this in november not that they have to have it yet but first i say what was what was this year's right so 2021 you know in november what was what's your mantra from this year and some people oh i actually need to go back and look because you know the year carries through mm-hmm. and going towards the end we kind of start to stop to forget about it and then you do a, a review of what it was and then what is, what do you want it to be? What are, what are, where are we headed into? What are you feeling? So we start talking about goals and what's next. And so as we're coming in, of course, again, um, into 2022, and I'm thinking, what is my mantra? And I, I, I'm stuck. Everybody's allowed to get stuck. That's okay. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to ask, I want you to continue to ask yourself, how are you feeling? Where are you going? What are we doing? And it really wasn't until five weeks ago that I was on a phone call, a coaching call and making a decision uh, to step into a new kind of educational plan, if you will. So I can grow another leg of our business. Yeah. And on that call, I was very nervous because there's a lot of time commitment to get, if you will, going back to school, right. Mm. And educating yourself and learning something new and showing up. And I, and I said, why did I, why did I, how did I graduate college? I'm not definitely not a 4.0 student, but I can get the work done. And I thought, you know, and I said this to the, the coach, I said, you know how I made it through college? I showed up, I showed up, mm. I showed up to class. I knew if I wouldn't, I showed up, you know, I showed up to my uh, basketball, of course, to practice, but I knew like show up to class and you're going to pass even if you see whatever kind of studying, whatever, but I was like, get to class. So that's what I did. And in that moment, in that coaching call, that's my mantra, show up. And who am I showing up for? I'm showing up for myself, but then yeah. I'm showing, when I show up for myself, I'm showing up for others and I'm showing them they can do it too. And in that, I literally get off the phone. Every Monday's a hero lot at CrossFit Central at the noon class. And I take that every Monday at noon, we do a hero lot. And I, go in and I'm late and I'm not warmed up and coach is about to start. And I'm like loading up my bike. Someone else already loaded my bar for me. And I'm like, I'm out. I, I didn't know it yet. 
So I'd have that phone call, jump on the floor. And part of the workout was, um, the workout's Andy, by the way, 75 dead. No, it starts with 25 thrusters and it's 50 step ups. Then it's um, 75 box jumps. No, 75 deadlifts, a mile run. Then you go back down the ladder. You come back in 75 deadlifts, box jumps or step ups. And I wear a vest and I did thrusters and I'm out there on the mile and a half run in my weight vest. Mm. And I'm thinking my hat's down and I'm always thinking about lots of things. Yeah. (laughs) But when I came up, I go, show up. And I start yelling it. I'm like, show up, show up. (laughs) That's what we're going to do this year. You're going to show up. Yeah. You're going to show up to the workout. You're going to, so then it was start crossfitting again. I'm going to show up to the classes. I'm going to show, because if I show up, things are going to start to shift. And in that, there's my mantra, 2022, show up, show up and do the thing. Cause when you show up, you're going to do something. You're not going to show up and do nothing. Yeah. Even if you do show up and everybody else is doing the thing, you're present, you showed up, something's going to happen. <laughs> wow. So going back to what you asked. <laughs> show up. Do I ever have a moment that... I'm not sure if I want to push through it. Yeah, I have those moments. Absolutely. And something Chris said, he said the whole time he ran Leadville, 100 mile foot race, one foot in front of the other, relentless forward motion, Mm. relentless forward motion. Even when I'm running in these hero wads and I'm in that weight vest and I'm just like relentless forward motion, just keep moving. Maybe you're not the fastest. Maybe you don't feel like you're the fastest right now, but don't stop. Just keep moving. Relentless forward motion. Boom. And so there's these little things just like you remember, right? What I told you <laughs> <Yeah>. on the, <laughs> you thought I was going to give you this one through five. I did. I fully expected. Yeah. I fully expected you to just give me the laundry list of how to succeed in a CrossFit uh, competition. It was don't stop. Yeah. That was it. Just don't stop moving. Just don't stop. You know, it's so, you know, I've tested myself. I'll never forget going for a qualifier of doing the open in 2016. There was a thruster burpee workout. And I think this is the one that was like, um, I love it when low power mode comes on the phone. <laughs> oh, no. How much time we'll we sure, got? <laughs> I know, but we'll make sure we get plugged in. If we can. It's 420. So of course I want to get, get through more of your questions. If you have more, I'm out of yeah. it all, but I'll never forget. I did the workout. We always did it on Friday and then we did a repeat on Monday. Okay. Cause don't forget people. When you repeat a workout, you always do better. Yeah. Now check this out. I did. I thought I did pretty good in the workout. Okay. No time cap, finish the workout. I think it was 30, 27, go down by threes, burpees and thrusters. I mean, pew. So I do the workout and I know myself as an athlete, pretty good. But then you have all your coaches and counters. Got it. They say, Carrie, I want you to go in my, what I heard was go balls to the wall. Okay. That's what I heard. Yeah. You, you go, can you just don't red line? Cause we know if you red line, you can't finish, but yeah. go. So I said, okay, all right. And I kind of in myself was like, one, see what happens in the back too, though. I was like, well, I know what's going to happen, you know, but again, mm. you got to play, you can't red lines. You got to play just underneath the bar of that, but you got it. If you're playing underneath the bar, how long can you sustain? 
So I get to going on this workout and I will tell you what I'm going and people I have, when you're going for it, you have, you have a, a coach, you have a, a cheerleader, you have a counter and you have another strategic person telling you where you're going wrong. Like, mm. you know, you need to get, you're standing up too high over the bar. Like, I mean, you got, you're, and you're listening and plus not to mention if you're about to black out, you don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you need someone to be telling you what rep you're on and what's next. And I'm not kidding. Jess Powers was counting. I thought I had counted my reps. I hadn't. I was probably going red now. And I'm about to go down to the burpee. She goes, no, no, you got three more thrusters. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, I, you know, first, there's time lost. And I start getting into it. Lo and behold, went balls to the wall. I definitely was slower. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was going to die. Yeah. And I remember after that workout literally not really knowing where I was at for about 20 minutes. After. Mm. I didn't puke. Although I did get up one time to walk around the gym to see maybe if I was going to have to yeah. and took a moment, came back over and literally I was in a, I was paralyzed for about 20 ish minutes. And I thought, okay, well you, you tr gave it a shot. It didn't work. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so in that moment, I, you know, you have to try some things on, right? And so in that moment, I, I just thought, okay, you knew what that felt like. You can't go there because you won't end up finishing where you want to. So you got to play a balance in there of knowing how hard to push, know thyself, know thyself, mm. right? So in, in, in everything that we do, know thyself and, and also challenge yourself, push yourself and, and know where that line is. So you got to play with it and make it interesting. But I'm not sure why I shared that one, but <laughs> no, that's good. How, how has your faith played a role in your, basically your life, but also in your fitness journey? Yeah. You know, a, a very big part of my life, um, raised Catholic, went to private school, K through nine, went to public school, uh, 10 through 12, got into college. Um, you know, I was an athlete, so I, I didn't go out much on the occasion, went out with my girlfriends, wasn't a big drinker. And then I discovered alcohol. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, after I graduated college, I was, I was like, you know, I, I drank and went out and partied and, you know, and I had a balance of, I, again, I always showed up to work. Like I hung over, whatever I, I show up, show up. That was very something I've, I've done often and just show up. But there was a time that I, um, when I was 25, I, I said, I declared, listen to this declaration, mm. 25, I'm an, I'm 25, I'm an adult. That's when I declared that I was an adult. And then I declared that I was going to party like one. Well, what the, does that mean? Ew. Well, I, and, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, went I'm interested. Leather, I went and bought leather pants because I could <laughs> afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the VIP, VIP section of the club. <laughs> I drank mixed drinks out of fancy cocktail glasses and I tried some drugs and I, I had fun and uh, my best friends didn't like me anymore. And about a year and a half into that, I discovered I didn't like who I was mm. and I, I had left my faith and I was lost. If you really want to be honest, I was. And I, um, I didn't like myself. And I think that's where I, I took a step back and, and I found sobriety. And in that sobriety, because I'd walked away from the church in, and two things, thank goodness, uh, the foundation was my 
faith foundation was there. So thank you, mom yeah. and dad, because, um, you know, I'll be honest, it was, you know, get in the car, we're going to church every Sunday, church, church, church. And it, I fe- it felt more like I just had to show up and be there. Of course, I was the kid, they were the parents, they took me to church. In college, I went some, um, but it wasn't like a huge part of my life, but I definitely, you know, went some. And then in as I kind of got grew up, I, I went less between that 21 and 25 when I became an adult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then about 26, 27, I went back to church. And it was in that moment that um, I hit my hand, my knees in church on a Sunday, still kind of not fully declaring I was done, knowing I felt lost and not I didn't like who I was. And it was truthfully the first time that I heard God say something to me. And I cried like a baby for Mm. hours and was exhausted from this, the journey. And um, God said, you know, I love you. I forgive you. Come back. That was it. And it was in that moment that I took a step back and then went ahead and I did go through the AA program and the 12 step program. And I also went through the church uh, 12 step program and, um, and really fat, I sat with myself and discovered who Carrie Kepler was. Yeah. And, and God showed me who Carrie Kepler was. And it was in that sobriety that God spoke to me again and said, I, I didn't know Chris, I had Chris and I had dated. We had broken up for five years and then we finally, um, rekindled but it was in that that time of focus that uh, god said you're supposed to marry chris and i thought oh gosh golly because i've been (laughs) such a yeah b-i-t-c-h to that guy he might never ever want to take me back but i thought well i'm gonna have to i have to tell him and ask him for forgiveness and ask him if he would be my partner for the rest of our lives Mm. and um and I did. I invited him to Austin and I said, why don't you, ca- I, you know what? I invited him to go run the Cap 10K with me. <laughs> I said, why don't you come in and run the Cap 10K with me? He was like, oh, okay. We used to go randomly run. Mm-hmm. And because we met in college, we broke up for five years and wow. we, he came in and uh, we were going to go to a movie and it was, we had some time before the movie. So we went to Whole Foods to get something to eat. And I slid, slid the salt and pepper shaker over and I said to him, hey, what do you think if, if, I mean, I like you, you like me. What if you think if we just get, what if we get married? We don't need to date anymore. We know each other. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and I go, if you want to think about it, <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> wow. So, but you know, had I not ever gone through all that and really yeah. listened um, and hit my knees and, prayed about discovering who truly I, I was, you know, I, that none of that would have been possible, you know, mm. I not, not in the, you know, I probably would have made more mistakes and it would have been a longer process to get to where maybe I'm at today, but who knows, but that's the way it worked out. And, and so it was uh, eight months later, we got married. Wow. Gosh, thank, thank goodness for grace. Right. Amen. Like, I was going to ask, how has fitness played a role in your marriage? And it looks like fitness is what kickstarted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
we uh even when we we would go run he would he would be partying with his buddies this was when we were broken up right and i you know we kind of dated other people but we always like i'd be like you want to go run run town lake because i was doing triathlons and he would literally probably at 3 a.m you know get the text from me and he'd probably not sleep and meet me at town lake at 6 a.m and we'd go run you know wow a six, a six month you know so he would he would he was showing up to those instances mm. <laughs> And then uh, he might have just I been mean, he might have just been like waiting for you just to get your act together and finally ask ask him to marry you. True, but he, <laughs> yeah, true. that's why he kept showing up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, hundred percent. You know, and so I mean, shoot, the other Monday we did the yeah uh, this week it was the twenty two point three, and mm. Chris needed to. I traveled over the weekend. He didn't do it. No, he actually did it, but he didn't even warm up. Like it was terrible. He, he like it was terrible. Anyway, you know. So I said, "Well, come. I'll do it Monday. I'll do it. Then you do it." And so we we he got into the gym. He started warming up, and and then I had to coach the class, the next class, and I was like, "We don't we don't actually have time, babe. To you go, then I go." Mm. And then we had two. One of the coaches was there. Two of our coaches were there. And, and I go, let's just go at the same time. I go, we asked him, we all, we all judge us and coach us. Yep. And so one of our clients was in the space, Sandy, who's been with us for eight plus years. And she has her phone and she sees that we're both going. We're both in the middle of 22.3 and she pulls her phone out and starts video recording us. Mm. And there you have it. Like there, that's just what you said. Yes. Fitness is a true part of our life that um it is a, a connecting point for our entire family savannah loves crossfit shows up to crossfit does crossfit with us in stone and bmx soon to be pro yeah i've been athlete. following him since he got got his first bike like and he's Crazy. wow i want to talk to you about i want to ask about you know you you just recently lost your mom and i lost mine back in august mm -hmm. and I went through my grieving process and I, I, I assume that I'm not finished, but talk to me a little bit about grief, your experience with grief. Um, from my, from my understanding, this is, you know, the closest to, to you, a loss that you've had. I don't know um, if you've lost any other family members, but the, I mean, losing your mom is not, it's not something that I'd, I'd wish on anyone. Uh, going through it myself and you know how did you know what was your process like and what are some of the things that you learned about yourself uh going through grief you know wow my mom two years ago was diagnosed with uh cancer mm -hmm. leukemia and she um i we we didn't know what was going on um when that she was misdiagnosed one wow. uh, the doctors were like oh it's depression <laughs> whoa and you know you you kind of you listen to the doctors right because you're mm -hmm. like well i don't know is that is that what it is um but it was so so odd how she just was it was very obvious, obviously it wasn't and so finally demanding a full blood panel be done again Mm. right on uh, my mom and then finding out, you know, that it's cancer. And I was there when it all that went down and I, I ended up being in the hospital with her until they discovered what it was with all the tests week over a week being there and then discovering that and being with her through the beginning stages of that. And then 
processing that over the last two years, she got a, a bone marrow transplant and going through that and not realizing, I think, truly what that all meant. Um, so there was this long process, you know, of calling my mom every day for two years. Mm. Um, and, you know, even my dad taking care of her and my mom being so, such a strong, again, coming from a farm family, my mom, you know, the last 20 for, for, you know, 30 years, she was a, a mom. That was her job. Yeah. Amazing mom. And then, then she, we all were out of the nest and she became the amazing farmer's market mom. Mm. <laughs> she started the sunburst farm, rekindled the sunburst farm farmer's market. And so from that, uh, she uh, works day in and day out through the summer and into the fall at the farm. And so hard worker, I always thought all my hard work ethic came from my dad, not mm. realizing, you know, moms, whoa, yeah. how we overlooked that, right? right? Five kids, six at one time, because my nep- uh, cousin moved in with us um, for six years. And, um, and I thought dad's the hard worker, you know, mom is, you know, managing all the stuff, but not thinking of it that way, but realizing like my mom, wow, talk about a, amazing, strong woman that, um, I didn't really realize in her going through then cancer and her mindset and her positivity and her desire to, to beat it and to show up, um, being there. And then this last time Thanksgiving being with my mom and the entire family and her catching a little pneumonia, she actually, um, she made it, you made it through COVID. Yeah. Like what? Now, looking back hindsight, I think that did some damage, you mm-hmm. know, to her lungs that maybe we didn't realize, of course, but um, which made her more, more susceptible. But walking her all the way from not being able to come at Christmas is how it ended up. And then it was the two days after Christmas, uh, she went to the hospital and I, I just I couldn't sit around. I, I was like, I'm not sitting around here and waiting for anything. I'm going. So I got in my car. I told Chris, I said, I'm out. I'm going. He said, of course, go and um, went and was with my mom in the hospital um, for the next basically about 14 days uh, until she passed. And it was in those moments that my faith, you know, I mean, I was first like, thank goodness that I could be in the hospital with her, all the families and people that cannot be in the hospital with their loved ones during COVID. Oh, bless your soul. Mm. Like, Oh my gosh, because if we all know, and I I think we all do know hospitals are great and and thank, and thank God for hospitals and they save people's lives, but nurses are so they they're on top of it, but they, they, they're not there for everything. They can't be, they can't be, they have to work the floor. They have to be there. And so if you cannot have a loved one in the room, helping and being and nurturing and loving and playing praise and worship music and rubbing essential oils on their legs and their feet and talking, you know, life into them, it's just, and that's what it was. You walked into my, my mom's room, we, I had, I was rubbing, you know, essential oils. I was rubbing her feet. I had music on. Um, I was reading to her. Mm. If, if she, if, if a brother or sister, one of my brothers and sisters came in the space, 
to allow me to even jump on my computer or do something. You know, I wanted all, someone was always with mom. Someone yeah. always with mom. Um, and, and that is something I was blessed to be able to do. And I know everybody doesn't, doesn't feel like they have that ability to do that. And if I, if anybody out there is listening and you, you can, or just take the time to do it, if at Mm. all possible to be with your loved one while they're in the hospital and to take care of them, it's, it's a blessing. And I think that allowed me being there with her allowed me to walk through the mourning process. You know, I want to say with ease, although it's definitely not easy, Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely gave me peace. It definitely gave me peace. And my mom's faith was so strong that she, she would, you know, she's like, Carrie, I feel Jesus. I, Jesus is holding me. I, I'm in his hands. I, I have no fear. And mm. like to know that, that she knew where she was headed and going, you know, gave me peace again, not easy at all, but, mm. and I just, yeah. I, again, coming out of that, my brothers and sisters, being able to be there for everyone in, in us be together. And, and it's, it is peaceful in a sense. And of course I leave the gym and I would call her from the gym as I drive home and, you know, you get in the car and you're like, Oh, I'm not, not, not making that phone call. Yeah. You know, but what I realized too is um, I get to call my dad now. Mm, mm-hmm. I make the phone call to him. <laughs> yeah. So, which, you know, one thing I know is my dad tells me, you know, Carrie, I just miss her so much. And I know my mom misses him, which you would think like, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody that's lost a loved one can think that, oh no, they're, you're not up doing their thing or whatever your belief is. I believe mom's an angel and she's out helping the world, you know, mm. wherever God needs her. Yeah. Um, but I know she also misses my dad. And I think that's kind of cool. Mm. To that's that's how I that's how I feel. And yeah. um, and I know how how my dad obviously misses her, but that that's you know, my, I was really tight with my mom's mom, my grandmother. Um, but there's, there's still, when you're lose your mom, that's, Mm. that's, that's different. And something that I I was listening to, um, a radio station that I listened to Christian radio station. Um, you know, we, when we marry, when we marry and we join our partner, we leave our mom and dad. And we are married into a new life with our partner. And I really was thinking about that because my mom and dad will always be a part of me, of course, and they're my mom and dad, but I'm married to Chris. And when I was listening to what the, this preacher was saying, I, it really resonated with me how I've lost my mom. But if I were to lose my husband, Mm. Like, that's like a next level to me, you know? And I'm like, so I feel my dad's pain in there. Like, I realized that, you know, because we leave, I've left my mom and dad and I've married into a new and it's with my husband. And like, so 
that, that bond that I know my mom and dad have had that I know is missing for him. It, it aches me, but, um, you know, I know too, he'll be rejoined with her as I yeah. will. And I think that, um, we'll all be rejoined with our loved ones. So. Wow. That's heavy. It's <laughs> heavy. Probably should have saved that question for the last question. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, uh, would, you know, followed you through that, you know, you being at your, in the hospital with your mom and I noticed, you know, you stayed you, as much as you showed on, uh, on Instagram, but you stayed on diet. Uh, I know you posted some diet stuff. You actually, I saw some videos of you exercising next to your mom's hospital bed and, um, just, just, recently coming off my mom passing away i um my heart was with you through that process and um and when i you know i saw that she she had passed i was like man and my heart broke and um i know i sent you and and your brother a text and i just know what that's like going through that process and and you know i think one of the greatest things that um that we take away and for me, it was never like, I didn't have enough time. It was always like, man, I got to spend this time with her. And, um, you know, my memories of my mom were always good. There was a few, you know, a few moments, you know, in my childhood, mm -hmm. but I think you being able to spend those two years of intentional, mm -hmm. of just, you know, calling your mom every day and going through that is, I think that's one of the one of the gifts that God gives us at the end there. I I think I don't know grieving for me. This is my first time. This is my first rodeo. I don't know what to expect, and I didn't know what to expect, and um, I don't know if I'll ever have all the answers. Or and um, you know, I just uh, I kind of submit and surrender to what God has planned and. And I, I pray for peace over people that are going through it. I prayed for you guys. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting time going through something like that. And I, I you know, when you say uh, whether it's a mom or a good friend, it's, you know, particularly Chris um, and my friends too, because, you know, obviously my husband's friends, uh, there's been a lot of, of friendship loss, death. Yeah. recently and uh, the last couple of years in our our lives and so um i will say that just knowing my faith and my god is there and like thank goodness like, like i for those that are non-believers or atheists or unsure or questioning which is not a bad thing to question but man like i feel so much more at peace knowing yeah. God and knowing um, for me that there's, there's beauty, right. There's, there's celebration in a person's life. Not it's, it's not, um, you know, it, it's, we're, we're sad, but it's our human, it's our human nature to, to do that. That's, that's who we are. Like I can be mad and that's just my humanness hmm. and that's, that's okay. That's very normal. Um, Cause that's who, that's how we're made. Uh, but I also know that God is bigger than our humanness and yeah. that I can, 
I believe and have faith that 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 gives me peace that yeah. can help me through this. Um, so, yeah. Transitioning back to fitness. I know you are kind of this playing it by ear when it comes to the CrossFit games, because you haven't declared it yet, but (laughs) where do you see CrossFit in general headed? And where do you see you in that, in that space? Absolutely. Because I know some Uh, things have changed. I know, you know, there's a new owner and, um, you know, Castro's out. And so how do you, where do you see it going? And, you know, how do you see you and maybe CrossFit Central in general playing in that, in that, that area? For sure. Uh, you know, I think the biggest, <clears throat> biggest thing we're going to be able to say, we sell we're going to celebrate 17 years of business wow. this coming fall, which is pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it's awesome. And, and with that is, is the community that's been with us, you know, um, for so long. And even if, you know, they're not with us now, there was an impact there to some, some area degree or, whatnot yeah. and th- that to me that is what I continue to thrive on and drive on um with our gym our gyms and it's the community it's the impact it's it's you know more now than ever you know coming out of COVID and two years of craziness and still cr- crazy if you will yeah um, knowing that we're an important piece of a, a person, any person that we come in contact that allows us to have a moment with them, we're an impact and uh, a wellness, a part of their life. And so I want to continue that journey, whether it says CrossFit on my building or not, uh, that is what it has taught me. So no matter what happens, where, where it goes, if it gets watered down or it changes so much that Maybe I go, this isn't where our space needs to be. Mm. What what I learned and what I know about the community and the way that the fitness has been built around um, the support that uh, we've created is what I will continue to drive. Um, so again, if that, if that has CrossFit in the front of it, great. Uh, if it doesn't, I'll still, uh, the, what we've down, what we've found and what we're doing is working, um, and it's successful and I'll continue to do that. Um, I will say my future, um, with brick and mortar, uh, might change or shift, uh, it might go more onto an okay. online presence. Um, and at the same time, my next brick and mortar um, I see it as a retreat style center. Wow. Um, this would allow for people to come in retreat fitness yeah. um, and uh, allowing for people to maybe leave their chaotic lives, if you will, or their wonderful lives, whatever it is, and take a step back and to breathe in nature. And that would be my next kind of brick and mortar. But I'll always deliver fitness and wellness and empowerment uh, through movement. And I do know that that is 100% and God could change it on me, my purpose at this time for my life. Um, and I continue to open up and listen, um, because we've, we've, uh, you know, Austin's big city, lots of change. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, talking about, you know, what's next for Chris and I, and of course I say our children are holding us back. No, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's things to consider stone, yeah. uh, 
you know, is, is, is really is, is crushing his BMX career. And mm-hmm. he is a, he like, um, you know, Chase Hawk, he is a grew up here, you know, he has Chase Hawk day in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. Um, and stone very similar has grown up in the ATX and has been, he's, he's the next generation coming up. Yeah. And so there's, so, you know, Chris and I, we recognize that and, and Chris knows, um, you know, what, what is best specifically for stone and what's next for him. And so we're on, we're in this journey together and it's our job to, uh, of course, you know, someday these, these children of ours will fly you know, mm. out of the nest and, um, we are here every second to support and, um, maximize. And that's why, you know, that's why we're parents. That's why mm. we said, yes. We chose that and we said yes, uh, not because not for our selfish reason, but for for to to grow yeah. um, amazing humans into the world that um, will continue to drive, you know, health and wellness in their own direction and um, the love of Jesus Christ and what he has set out for us to do in this time. And I think more than ever, like uh, we need all those things, right? love and kindness and health and wellness and um, nurturing and um, in hard work. Yeah. Well, man, that's a, that's so good. Like to, to know that you guys are so like, you're grounded in, in knowing that your, your job is your job and your purpose is, is to basically catapult your children into, into their, their destiny. Mm-hmm. And you're able to live out your God-given purpose. And, and, and that no one say it's balance, but that balance there is, is so crucial as, as parents. And, um, you know, I heard so much in what you just said, and I feel like that could be a whole other episode. Um, do you, do you guys currently offer any online courses, coaching, um, fitness stuff? Yes, we do. We uh, created, planted this one. In 2020, we launched Liftoff Body, which is an online remote um, program. Mm. And it's got fitness, daily workouts are posted. You can do a monthly subscription to the daily workouts. Uh, They're CrossFit-esque with low um, equipment needs. So there's options there for you if you don't have a lot of equipment or if you have a full gym, or if you travel and you do hotel workouts, these workouts are designed and built for you to open up the app, look at the workout, look at the video that we post for you and and know what to do. So you don't have to Mm. think about it. So we've got that. And then we also do our liftoff nutrition, um, nutrition coaching, which is um, meal plans all the way from just go purchase a meal plan. You need something to follow to know. I want a coach that I can um, meet, meet with, remotely online yeah. uh weekly to do check-ins with nutrition and a custom uh program designed for someone to succeed with their uh nutrition which we know is the foundation to wellness um the food component so we do offer those uh and we have specialty programs within that that you if you want to get better or specific at you know gymnastics uh chelsea mckinney is one of our liftoff body coaches um and then we have coaches that can also put together specific program designs 
if that's what you're up for. But so we do have that remote option and we want to continue to develop and dive into that so that we can offer this to people all around the world. That's awesome. I'll put the the links to those in the show notes, but uh, real quick, we tell people how to find those. Yes. If you'll go to liftoffbody.com, you'll find our website that will have all the housing information for the nutrition, the coaching, the uh, remote programming and everything. Very cool. So last question, what is legacy to you and how are you living it out in your life right now? Touched on with the children. Um, Absolutely. It is, you know, leading and developing our children to be contributors to this world, right? Yeah. And and to be a, a an honorable standout human for for their next generation. Mm. Um I work to display that in my da- daily activity in the business that we operate, yeah. in my relationship with my husband. Um so l- literally living living uh visually in front of my kids so that they will continue this journey for themselves. Um, you know, that, that, that's legacy for me. Um, I know specifically, you know, my daughter wants to be a coach and Mm. do to lead that. And that, that's awesome. Um, she's 15, about to be 16. And, um, I don't think you have a teenager yet. I do not. No, I think, I think when I lived in Austin and I was going to the gym, I feel like she was probably like in the nine, nine or 10. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, for sure. And she, you know, and what's cool is I, in December, I said to her, I want you to start shadowing me in our hit relentless boot camp class Mm -hmm. and for you to take it over. Um, And this was in December of 21 and she started shadowing me and showing up and, and that. And so then I left town to go to my mom, mm. December 26th. And she, I said, Savannah, it's time. Wow. And so she coached while I was away. The whole, Chris would take her to the gym and just be there for support. And if she needed anything, but she, I wrote the workouts, she put them on the board. She led the workouts. She coached the classes. And today, now that we're back, we're back in action. She leads our Tuesday, Thursday evening and sub for Jess Powers, coach Jess today wow. in our relentless hip boot camp class. And I'm like, that's this so is cool. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. That's so awesome. <laughs> you know, it's so that, you know, I, I, I'm, it's, it's happening before my eyes, you know, something that you talk about, you know, she was doing, I mean, the stories are popping up on my Facebook, you know, of her doing the open with me when she mm. was nine and 10 yeah. and I'm watching this little girl, like throw around the little barbell. And I'm thinking, you know, and she's doing, but pull-ups with me. And she's just like this big, now she's taller than me. And she says, mom, how much is on the bar? What's your back squat? You know, mm. she, <laughs> she walked past and she kind of does a side glance yeah. at add at my weight to make sure she's squatting more than me. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, she's throwing some shade your way. Oh like, yeah. Hey. She's like, how much is that? So what's your, what's your back squat right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. She measured my thigh the other day and was like, huh, mine's one inch bigger than yours. And I'm like, wow. So that's legacy. Yeah, there you go. That's so awesome. That's that's great. 
Where can people find you online? Absolutely. Well, you can always go to CrossFitCentral.com and you'll yeah. be able to locate, yeah, Carrie Kepler. And then also um, Coach Carrie Kepler is my website. Uh, if, if there's something on there that I didn't update yet, it's it's coming. And mm-hmm. um, of course, Instagram, Carrie Kepler, you can find me there as well. And I'm awesome. active, fairly active on that. But those are the, the main spots. Very cool. For sure. Carrie, thank you so much for uh, being on the episode with me today. I really appreciate you and your friendship and all those early mornings where you would push me and <laughs> scream at me uh, when I was going to CrossFit Central. Uh, you've been a massive inspiration in my life. And um, you're always, when I'm at the gym here, you're always like in the back of my head, uh, back of my mind saying, don't stop moving. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share with a friend and be sure to subscribe on your favorite streaming app. You can find us at 414creative.com and on Instagram at 414creativestudios. Thank you for being here. It was an honor to spend this time with you. I hope you were inspired. Now go out and create your legacy.